Good morning. Glory to God. It's an awesome day to praise our Father God. Amen. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus this morning. All we praise and we worship you, Father, for who you are, that you're a faithful God. Oh, we praise you, Father, for that. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity that we have had this morning and continue to have to to bring our tithes and our offerings before you and praise you and worship you with them. Father, I thank you that, that because we are tithers and givers, that you've rebuked the devourer for our sake and that you've opened up the windows of heaven and poured out blessings more than we have room to receive. We praise you and we thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning again. I want to welcome everybody here uh, in the sanctuary, outside and online. Um, today we're going to kind of do part two of, of having joy in troubled times. As, uh, as I was driving out here this week from, from town, um, and I don't remember exactly what day it was, probably Monday or, or Tuesday, probably Tuesday. Uh, as I was driving by the, the, the cornfields out here, uh, you know, I heard God speak to my heart, and he said, look at the corn. He said, you see some, some ears that are big and some of them that are not so big, and some of them look pretty pathetic. And, and that's what we're, what we're seeing here this morning, uh, if, if everybody can see this. You know, the one on the, on the left over here, or your right, is, is pretty pathetic. And the one in the middle is so-so, and, and the one on this end is, is a pretty nice ear of corn. And uh, honestly, I guess I probably stole them off of Compton's, out of Compton's field, you know. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I said something to Joel this morning. Well, I guess it's, it's, it's uh, easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. And, and he said, well, I don't think that that's in the Bible. So that's, uh, but anyway. But, but the difference in, in those ears of corn is not in its genetics. They both, they all came off of the same lot of, of seed. The difference is how close they are to the water and how much water they're, they're receiving. You know, now true, this, you know, the, the skinny ear of corn there, that's not going to produce any any fruit didn't have a choice as to where it was planted. You know, it's just where it wound up. But but that's not true with us. You know, we, we have a choice of how much water we're going to receive. And that's what I want to talk to us about tonight, or this morning. Uh, you know, how close do you want to get? You know, how close to the to the water do you want to get? You know, we, we, we all have a choice. Turn to John chapter 15, and, and we're going to 
read a lot of the same scriptures uh, this morning that, that we read last week. John chapter 15, verse 7 through, through 11. It says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, what, what is the requirement for bearing much fruit? That you remain in him and that his words remain in you, okay? In verse 9, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. You know, the picture that I want you to, to get here this morning is, is that, that we have a choice. We have a choice of how close to God we want to get. You know, we, we have a choice of the amount of fruit that, that we can produce. It, it's, it's all our choice. It's not by happenstance, you know, we, we all have the same spiritual DNA. You know, I think it's uh, John chapter 3, it says we're, we're born of the water and we're born of the spirit. Okay, being born of the water is just being naturally born into this world. You know, the, the Jews back in, in the day said being born of water is, is kind of like breaking the, breaking the water, okay? And, and you were born naturally. But we are all, if you're born again, Jesus is your Lord. We've all been born again supernaturally, and we all have the same spiritual DNA, okay? You know, if we did a test here on these ears of corn and, you know, did a genetics test on it, they'd all be the same. But yet we've got, we've got three ears of corn here, and they're all going to produce a different amount of fruit just because the skinny guy over here on the end, you know, made a choice of not getting close to the water. But the fat one over here on, on the closest to me made choices to get close to the water, okay? And we're going to identify this water as we, as we go through here. You know, last week we talked about uh, in, in Galatians chapter 5, and uh, you know, we, we just we just mentioned this verse of scripture, but but I want to look at it a little bit closer. And it's talking about the fruit of the spirit, and joy is is one of the fruits of the spirit, fruit that we're we're focusing in on here these these past two weeks. In verse twenty two, it says, "The fruit of the spirit is love and joy." Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such these things there is, is no law. As we look at verse 22 here in, in chapter 5 of Galatians, 
It says the fruit of the Spirit is, is all these things. But that the word Spirit there is, is capitalized. And that's not referring to, this, this is not the fruit of the Spirit of Jim Worth. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is talking about this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, all these things love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. In, in the Amplified Version, it says this, fruit is a result of his presence in us. The fruit is a result of his presence in us. This is all fruits of the Holy Spirit but but when we allow the the Holy Spirit to take up residence on the inside of us, and and we we get close to Him by meditating and studying and 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 praying and do all doing all these things that brings us into the presence of God, then then the fruits of the Spirit that are part of the Holy Spirit become begin to show up in our life. Okay, does that make sense? It's, it, we're not talking about the fruits of our spirit here, although they can be, you know, they can come forth out of us, but it's not because of us, it's because of the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us. And, you know, really, that's good news. That, that, that is awesome news because we don't have to try to make this stuff happen. You know, just... You know, this, this big fat ear of corn here, you know, when, when it was planted, you know, it, it's got a purpose on the inside of it. And it's the, to make more corn, okay? It's to make more corn. And, and when, you know, probably Kyle probably planted this, you know, I don't know, I don't know for sure, but we're just going to say he did. You know, and he put that seed of corn in the ground. You know, that seed didn't get in the ground and sprout and come up and says, oh, boy, I am going to, you know, I'm, I'm sweating this because I've got to produce more corn. I've got to produce more corn. It didn't sit there in the ground and worry and fret and, and say, you know, man, if I don't produce corn, Kyle's going to come up out here and, and rip me out of the ground. No. It's just something that happened naturally. It's something that happened naturally. And, and that's the same way with the, with the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of believers. When we get close to God and close to the washing of the water by the Word, you know, and get, get all that down on the inside of us, we, we don't have to worry about producing all the fruits of the Spirit. It just happens naturally because that's what's on the inside of us. You know, the reason this, this corn here produces, produces corn is because that's what's on the inside of it. You know, now I don't know exactly what the, what the, uh, the harvest potential of, of this brand of corn is, 250 bushel, you know, I don't know. I don't know, you know, I don't know what the genetics are on this corn, but but it's not sitting out there in the ground sweating and, and wondering if, if I'm going to produce the right thing. 
It is because that's what's on the inside of you. And that's the way we are. You know, that, that, that's, the way, that, that's the way we should be because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and, and, and we just got through reading what the, what the fruit of the Spirit is. And you notice over here, the, the, the corn that's the biggest is closest to the water. The corn that is the biggest is closest to the water. You know, and that and that's the challenge that 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 we have today is that that we need to be sure that we're close to the water. Amen. In Ephesians chapter five, ver, verse twenty six, it says, "Husbands, love your wives just as the church, as Christ loved the church." and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And then let's, let's look at Titus chapter 3, verse 5. It says, He saved us not because of righteous things that we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. He saved us through the washing of his rebirth. You know, when we got born again, when we received Jesus as, as Lord, he, he, he cleaned us up. You know, that old man doesn't exist anymore but there's a new man that took up residence that never existed before and and by the renewal of of the holy spirit last week we looked at nehemiah also chapter 8 where it says the joy of the lord is our strength if you look if if you'll do a study on the book of nehemiah nehemiah you know the children of israel had been in exile in, in Persia for, for several years. I didn't go back and look to see how many years it had been, but, but they had come back and, and was residing in, in Jerusalem, but Jerusalem was a mess. The walls were broke down. The gates were burned. It, it was, you know, they were living there, but, but it was a mess. And Nehemiah went back to, to Jerusalem to inspect everything. He was, he was a, uh, you know, cabinet member, so to speak, in in the government of Persia, and he had favor, and he w- he went and asked the the president or Artaxerxes if he could go back and and inspect the inspect the wall. And you know, he had favor, and and you know, the the king said yes, you can, and and so on and so forth, and and they they got the wall built, okay. But it wasn't without opposition, and and we can't go through and read read all that. But I would encourage you to read Nehemiah and 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 uh, you know study that. But in in verse or chapter eight, the walls have been built, and they asked Ezra, which was was the chief priest at the time. They was asking him what the law said or what the word of God said. In verse three, he 
he read aloud. Now, I want you to look, look how much time they spent in the Word. He read aloud from daybreak until noon. We've got a lot of catching up to do because we didn't start at daybreak this morning. And he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of, of men and women and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. You know, as, as I was going through here and reading this, you know, I just kind of imagined, you know, in, in my mind, you know, to kind of get a picture of what was going on here, that this was happening on the square in Lamar. Okay? And Ezra was set, standing on the courthouse steps, and he was reading the Word of God, and he started at daylight, and and now it was noon, okay? And everybody was, you know, the, the, the courtyard, the square was packed with people wanting to hear what the Word of God said. In verse 4, it says, Ezra, the teacher of the law, stood on a high wooden platform built for, for the occasion. So, you know, they had a platform there for him to stand on so he could read the Word so everybody could see and and hear the word, you know, as, as many people that, as possible. In verse 6, it says, And Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, saying, Amen, Amen. And then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Hallelujah. In verse 8, he says, it says, And, and they read from the book of the law, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was being read. In verse 9, the, the last part of that verse says, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people have been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. You know, what, what do you think they were weeping? Because I'm telling you, they'd come out of exile. They'd been in exile in Persia for years. And they'd come back to their hometown, and it was a mess. And it was a mess. You know, and they realized how far below the promises of God they were, they were living. You know, they, they didn't know that they were the chosen people. You know, they hadn't heard that they were supposed to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You know, they, they didn't realize everything that, that belonged to them until they started reading the Word of God. And that Word began to wash their spirit man on the inside, get it cleaned up, and, and you know, bringing them and, and to, a, to a place where they had never been bringing them to a place that they had never been Ver, the, the last of verse 10 there says this day is holy to our Lord do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength in verse 12 it says and then the people went away to eat and drink and to send portions of food to celebrate with great joy, they didn't just have just a little bit of joy, they had great joy 
because now they understood the words that had been made known to them. And then if you'll drop down to verse, you know, the end of verse 17, it says, and their joy was very great. Day after day, from the first day to the last, Ezra read from them the book of the law of God. And then in verse or chapter 9, it says in verse 3, and they stood there where they were and read the book of the law of the Lord, their God, for a quarter of the day. So how much is a quarter of the day? Six hours. They read the word of God for six hours. They spent another quarter, another six hours, confessing their sins and, and repenting for, for you know, all the places they had missed it and worshiping the Lord their God. What, what is... What is your our purpose? You know, why why did God put us here? Why did God put you here? Isaiah forty three twenty one says, "The people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. I formed the people for myself, that they may proclaim my praise." You know, that folks, that's why we're here. Is, is to praise and, and to worship God. To praise and worship God. You know, this, uh, the last couple of days, uh, had three grandsons stay with us. And, uh, you know, love them. But, you know, they, uh, the, the littlest one, I think uh, he's good at manipulating grandma and grandpa. You know, I'll just I'll just put it that way. He's about three years old. He's about three years old, and uh, you know, and and Grandma's easier than Grandpa to be manipulated. He said, "Gamma, I miss you. Gamma, I miss you." And and you know, right at that point in time. He he can do anything or or ask for anything that he wants, and Gamma is going to give it to him, you know, and and then and then he'll come up to see to me and say, "You're my favorite grandpa. You're my fa- You're my favorite grandpa." And, and you know, you know, and, and I'm sure that he goes to, you know, Leon and Christy Phipps and tells them the same thing, you know. But but uh, you know, he's he's quite a character. God wants to hear the same thing from us. God wants to hear the same thing from us. He wants to know that 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 he is number one. He wants to know that he is is number one. He wants to know how important he is to us. You know how how special he is to us. And he just wants to hear us say that you know, we, we looked here in Nehemiah, <clears throat> you know, of the of the importance and and the time and and the priority in which the children of Israel gave the word and and gave to praising and, and worshiping, you know, their father. 
And if you'll go back there and look, you, you know, in as they were building the wall, they they had opposition. You know, Stan Ballot and Tobiah was was the uh, the equivalent of today's false news. You know, they was coming up to him and say, "What in the world do you guys think you're doing? You guys can't rebuild this this uh, wall." You don't have the ability to build the wall. And if you build this wall, you're coming against the king and he's going to get mad at you and kill you and, and so on and so forth. And, and the children of Israel didn't pay any attention to that or Nehemiah didn't pay any attention to that. He kept his eyes focused on what the word, what God had told him to do. And, you know, as, as a nation and individuals and as a church, we need to keep our eyes focused on what God has called us to do. It doesn't make any difference what, what somebody says you can't do or you shouldn't do, but what does the Word of God say that we are to do? Amen? And, and one thing that, that I know that he wants us to do is, is to praise him. You know, so many times, and, and I'm using myself as an example. I'm not talking about you. You guys probably got it together. But, you know, when I come and, and pray, you know, I, I come with a, with a laundry list. You know, God, here's what I need. You know, here, here's the bills that I have. You know, here's, here's the physical needs that I have. Here's what's going on in my life. And, and I need this and this and this and this. And, you know, I know that it belongs to me because I've got promises in your word of God that says I can have this and this and this and this. And, and Father, this is what I need. Does anybody ever pray like that? When all he simply wants is to, for us to acknowledge him Tell him how important that he is to us. Thank him for who he is and what he's done for us. You know, the word says that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. But seek God first. Seek God first. In Psalms 150, that's, that's the last, last chapter in Psalms, it says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lair. Praise him with the timbrel and with dancing. Oh, what did it say? Praise him with dancing? Now he's going crazy. You know, we, we, can, we can dance and praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Him with the strings and pipes. Praise Him with a clash of cymbals. Praise Him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Today, my challenge to you is praise the Lord. 
Thank him for who he is. Thank him for who he is. He's faithful. Glory to God. The word says that his eyes look to and fro over all the earth, trying to find somebody to show himself strong to. Glory to God. Here I am, God. You know, the word also said that he's, he's not a respecter of persons. But I've got news for you this morning. I'm his favorite. I, I'm his favorite. He's been looking for me for a long time. And here I am, Father. Here I am, Father. Because I worship you and I praise you for who you are. I thank you, Father, when, when the lion and the bear showed up at my house, you rose up a standard against him and defeated him. I praise you, Father. I thank you, Father, when, when I had a need, you met, you met our needs. Now, that doesn't mean that we haven't had tough trouble, tough times. You know, trouble shows up at everybody's house. It's just what, what do you decide to do with it? You try to fix it yourself or do you try to turn it over and let God take care of it? You know, and, and, that, and that's what you're doing when, you're, when you praise and worship your Father God for who he is. You know, sometimes I think we, we, get, kind of, we get kind of selfish and self-centered. And it, it's, it's not all about us, but it's all about him and who he is. And, and when we, we will spend time praising and worshiping our Father God, you know, it, it gets his attention. You know, you want to get God's attention? Praise him and worship him for who he is. You know, sometimes we, we run out of words and, and, and we don't know what to say. But that's the reason God gives us the Holy Spirit to reside on the inside of us. And he gives us a prayer language that we can, that we can praise him and, and worship him in, in our prayer language. And we can pray and, and, and worship our God and sing to him in our prayer language and then we can stop and be quiet for just a little bit. And then he'll give us words in, in our language, in, 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 in the language that, that our head understands. And, and we can speak back in our language so that our understanding can understand what we've prayed in the Spirit to our Father God. See, that's the way it works. We need to be quiet before the Lord Understand that it's not all about us and, and know that it's all about him. And as, as we do that, what we're doing is, is we're getting closer to the water of the washing by the word. And that water is, is cleaning us up. It's, it's nourishing us. It's putting us in a position where we can, we can produce 
a harvest of the fruit of the Spirit. And, and it's, it's nothing that we've worked up, but it's something that, that we just allow to come, come out of us because of who is in us. The more we get of God in, on the inside of us, the more of the fruit of the Holy Spirit will be coming out of us. The joy, the love, the peace, you know, the long-suffering, patience. You know, I, I love the, the, the translation. I, I think it's, it's uh, the amplified patience is, is not the fact that we're going through patience, that we have to go through patience, but it's what we're doing while we're being patient. And as we get closer to God and, and let, we're, we're, we're not over here on the corners of the field like, like this, this skinny guy here is. You know, we can, we can take the shucks off, and I'll guarantee you that there is no, no grain on this, on this piece of corn right here. It just barely had enough on there to produce a, a uh, cob. But we don't want to be here. We want to be over there. Amen? We want to get as close to the source of, of the power as we can get. We want to get as close as we can get and not be messing around on the fringes. Not be messing around on the fringes hoping for, for a sprinkle. But we want a flood. Amen. Amen. Praise your Father. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus this morning. I thank you, Father, that, that our heart hungers for your word. Father, we're hungry for your word. We're hungry for your word, Father, and for your presence. We praise you and we thank you, Father, that that nothing comes before you, that your praises are, are on our lips continually. Father, we're not looking to the right or to the left. We're looking directly at you, Father. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Glory to God.